0: Your teeth are alive. How to keep them that way? Many teeth get a cavity which is then filled. The tooth decays. Rather than pull it out, we choose a root canal and a crown. Then that begins to disintegrate. Is there any way to stop the horror of lost teeth? I was told that I had the beginnings of osteoporosis while still in my 30s. I knew enough about nutrition to know that if my bones were becoming porous, That would probably explain why I had so many teeth issues. Then I saw someone I loved dearly begin really losing their teeth. And I knew that if I didn't change something, that would be me in 20 years. So I did something. I did some research and I made some changes. I have not had further decay in my teeth since then. Yes, I still have damage from years past, yet all of my remaining teeth are strong and healthy. It seemed as though, about 20 years after a root canal, the now dead tooth that the dentist had tried to salvage would fall apart. Dental work holes caused problems with pain when I ate. With each successive filling, my brain fog increased. It was subtle. I don't even think I really realized it. It was a long time before I realized that the mercury used in silver fillings was the source of my brain fog when I was young. But I was determined to keep my teeth. I ended up learning a lot. I wrote a book called The Health Toolbox that included unusual ways to improve dental health. Today's episode highlights these. So reversing tooth decay from The Health Toolbox, brief stories of the people that Dr. Price met on his 150,000-mile journey, their lifestyles, and what nutrients gave them healthy teeth, Resistance to disease and strong bone structure are included in this book. Many of the people lived their lifespan without cavities. Children in primitive areas were often breastfed for three or more years. Not uncommonly, people who are burying themselves with their teeth look upon those who are disturbed by our modern diets as food fattists or freaks. Quote, that's what Dr. Price said. This section tells stories from Dr. Price's research. Cavities, or caries, from the Latin word rottenness, C-A-R-I-E-S, as it turns out, seems to be a good indicator of health on many levels. We already know that cavities or caries are related to sugar consumption. Even the American Medical Association admits that. They say without sugar, caries would be negligible directly from their website, and I'll include a link in the show notes. We all know sugar causes tooth decay, but less known is the huge correlation between cavities and nutrition and cavities and other diseases, according to Dr. Price's research. I would argue that failing teeth are a precursor to many of our common degenerative diseases in the modern world. First-hand experience showed me that teeth don't stop deteriorating, or they didn't for me, until I was able to get my nutrition up, especially D3 and K2, when I did weekly lunges and cut out daily carbs, not just sugars. So when Dr. Price studied people on their native diets, he found that they had sound facial development, they had sound teeth, and they had strong hearts and physiques, As he studied their teeth and their diets, he arranged to test samples of their food, vitamin, and mineral content, and especially for the fat soluble vitamins. I'm really excited about digging deeper into this. And that's one of the reasons that I created a course called Nutrition for Anatomy and Physiology, which explores your biology. This is actually a high school course, but it explores the biology of the body and different parts of the body and then the nutrients that they need and then the foods that contain the nutrients that they need. So Dr. Price also noted the difference in the nutrition during winter and summer. He found that the samples contained much higher quantities of minerals, vitamins, and the fat-soluble activators than similar dairy products available here in America or in Europe or even in the lower Swiss areas compared to the ones high in elevation. So in that area, cows go out to pasture at the northernmost point of the valley, right where the glaciers are melting. There's something special about the butter made from milk from these cows. This butter is so special that the people that live there praise God for it in a special festival every year because they recognize that this butter has special strengthening properties. Dr. Price called this strengthening power activator X, and today we know it to be vitamin K2. K2 tells the vitamin D where to move the calcium to where it belongs in the body. Otherwise, calcium can collect where it doesn't belong, in the arteries or in stones in an organ like the kidneys and gallbladder. And it's critical for healing bones, for keeping arteries flexible, and for healthy immune function. So in his research, he found that a Swiss child might eat a meal of a large slice of freshly ground whole rye bread with an equally large chunk of summer-made cheese eaten with fresh goat or cow milk. They might eat some greens that their family grew as well. And I realize there are a lot of people out there that may not eat dairy or that stay away from grains, but I implore you to stay with me because this research is so fascinating and I guarantee it'll find, it'll give you something important for your body, for your family. These children were so healthy that even in this chilly valley, he would find them frolicking barefoot in the cold downstream from the melting glacier when he and his wife required coats and gloves from the cold. Tooth decay was rare there, averaging one cavity every three people or so. In another town called Gretchen, five hours from civilization outside of the Matterhorn and really hard to get to, he also found hardy, healthy people who averaged less than one cavity per person. Visperterminen is a town with a similar diet. They had dairy daily, meat about once a week, some green veggies, a few potatoes, and rye was the only cereal grain they used. They grow the northernmost vineyards on their steep hills. The wine and grapes give them more vitamin C and some beneficial bacteria, but the increased sugar in their diet gives them a few more cavities. They have about two per person, but it's still far less than what's commonly found in U.S. cities and average about 14 per person. When he found people with no cavities, they were always eating traditional foods and not the modern foods of civilization. In his book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, Dr. Price said, quote, The individuals in the modernized districts were found to have widespread tooth decay. Many had facial and dental arch deformities and much susceptibility to disease, These conditions were associated with the use of refined cereal flours, a high intake of sweets, canned goods, sweetened fruits, chocolate, and a greatly reduced use of dairy products. And just as a caveat, I want you to know that chocolate with a high percentage of organic cacao I find to be a healthy source of antioxidants and theanine, and I eat it daily. So pretty sure he means common chocolate sweets you might find at most checkout stands. So he has amazing stories when he returned to the city and provided a nutrient-rich meal that contained bone broth soup with veggies, a little meat, and freshly ground wheat made into homemade rolls topped with this vitamin-rich butter. He gave it daily to street children at lunch because some of them had bones that hadn't healed in a year. And he saw that with one mineral-rich meal, it made a huge difference. And some of these kids that had the broken arms healed. Another town, up a mile high, St. Moritz, is a gorgeous town, yet full of modern foods. And the cavities they had, they were like 25 to 29 cavities per 100 teeth, or close to 10 per every mouth. Dr. Price offered to feed their children one good meal per day to see if there was an improvement. Some tried to discourage him. They said it was no use for the girls. They should just have their teeth removed and be given dentures before they got married. Yet he prevailed and found reversals in teeth destruction with just one mineral-rich meal per day added. In areas where he found higher amounts of tooth decay, He also found higher amounts of tuberculosis and mouth breathing. Something about the nose cavity being pinched if the nutrition is poor. Another story he tells is that some young people who leave their pristine valley for the city would lose a tooth or even teeth to poor nutrition in as little as a year. When they returned to their family and their mineral-rich diet, even active cavities would stop progressing and fill in. This is mind-boggling if you haven't heard of reversing caries, but I've done it myself and it's highly recommended. There's a book called How to Cure Tooth Decay that's based on Dr. Price's research. I use this book and my teeth are strong and healthy and I have no more osteopenia, no more getting close to osteoporosis at all. So a cemetery in one of these inaccessible valleys he researched had to make room for more family members at this time over 100 years ago. So they were lovingly exhuming the skeletons to make room and he asked if he could examine the teeth and found the number of cavities was really low. But once civilization brings in a road and the modern foods, the cavities increase tremendously, he says, and I quote, The reader will scarcely believe it possible that such marked differences in facial form, in the shape of the dental arches, and in the health condition of the teeth, as are to be noted when passing from the highly modernized lower valleys in Plains country in Switzerland to the isolated high valleys, can exist. Unquote. There is a mineral we don't realize its importance, and that mineral is phosphorus. Dr. Price believed it was hugely important. And like most things in life, it can be used for good or for evil. As God made it in the form of grass-fed beef, pastured eggs, wild venison, buffalo, or even wild Pacific salmon, phosphorus is critical to health. As it is found in sodas and processed foods, phosphorus can destroy teeth and destroy health. Try leaving a shark's tooth in soda for a week. Ew, it gets like rubbery. It's gross. I visited Alaska with my father for a few weeks a few years ago. In the years before Alaska's statehood, they put in the first paved road in that area. It was put in by the military during World War II. But today you can drive through that area and eagles are perched in abundance. Bald eagles literally in most treetops. It was amazing. We went deep sea fishing and we filled a box the size of your dining room table to the ground with fresh fish that we caught. And honestly, I think we ate it for a a year and my dad was eating it for three years. We saw several mama bears guiding their cubs to find berries and we were there for the first snow of the season in Mount Denali. In Toke, it gets to 70 degrees below zero in the winters. So the shop owners there said they go to Hawaii for months on end in the cold months. Tourists and white man's food entered from great tour ships and seaward. We also saw the port where the Alaskan gold rush started. Yet we would never get as far into the northernmost Eskimo territory to see what Dr. Price and his wife experienced. They got so far into inaccessible lands, they met many Eskimos who had never seen a white woman before Dr. Price and Mrs. Price arrived. The Eskimos of the Lower Kuskokwim had a natural diet rich in salmon. They carried their stocky babies in papooses on their backs, and it is said that these children only cried when hungry or in fear of someone new. They were also said to have no trouble cutting teeth. One Eskimo woman continued her native practice of catching and eating much salmon and drying some for eating during the winter months. She married an American mining engineer, and they had over 20 children together. Even after having given birth to 20 children, she still had strong teeth and no tooth decay. Her children and her husband lived on the modern food, however. They had it shipped in from the mainland, and several of her children had died of tuberculosis. Only 11 were still living. Dr. Price found less than one cavity per three Eskimos eating their native diet, and they used their teeth for crazy things like scraping leather and pulling the marrow off the bones they might eat. This made their teeth smaller, but they were still very strong and healthy. It didn't even bother the pulp within, it was still strong, even when the teeth were ground to the gum line. Dr. Price observed that parents needed a rich diet to have healthy children. It was also important to continue the nutrition, or once the children began eating modern foods, they would need dentists and hospitals that northern Alaska did not have. So here's a picture of part of the Eskimos native diet, and I realize some of these things are really hard to find here. Goodness knows I've tried. So we do the best with what we have here, but Salmon eggs are dried, and they're stored as an important part of their nutrition. They're used for growing children as well as before conception to increase fertility. Dr. Price said that these eggs are the most nutritious foods he found anywhere. Salmon was another staple of the Eskimo diet. They would hang the fish to dry on racks, and the sand that then blew onto the fish might be part of the reason that their teeth would grind down so much. The boys there learned young to handle a kayak while spearing a running salmon. Is that wild to think about? Talk about an adventure. Sometimes the salmon was so large that lifting them onto their small craft was difficult. Seals were also caught from the kayaks. Can you imagine a seal, how big that is? And they provide the seal oil that was another important part of their nutrition. They would dip broken pieces of fish into the seal oil or they'd take edible flowers or sorrel grass to dip into it, and they would dry these things for consumption during the winter. Dr. Price tested the seal oil in his laboratories and found it to be one of the richest sources of vitamin A. Caribou, ground nuts, kelp, cranberries, frozen fish, large sea animal organs, and skin rounded out their native diets. Sadly, it was said in Cordova, Alaska in 1934 that the Eskimos adopting modern diets were now experiencing tuberculosis and other diseases that brought their life expectancy down to 20 years. While Dr. Price was in northern Alaska and Canada, he knew that running salmon could provide the nutrition that the Indians needed, so his goal was to find a people group group, far enough from the ocean that they wouldn't have that food to rely upon to see what they would eat. These people had to not have been fed by the white man's commerce either. So we found an area with challenging negative 70 degree weather. I wonder if it was toke, not sure, but that makes keeping a dairy herd or growing seed cereals or fruit almost out of the question. Their diet would be almost exclusively, quote, wild animals of the chase, unquote. So grizzly bears were also common there, and the people knew well how to catch them and use different organs and tissues for reversing or preventing the degenerative diseases that are so common in our world. Of course, I know you probably know that you shouldn't eat grizzly bear liver, at least not a whole one because it's got way too much vitamin A for health, but in small amounts, it's far more than we get with our common diets nowadays. And you'd be amazed at all the vitamin A deficiencies that I see. Vitamin A is so critical for the mucous membranes of the lungs, keeping them healthy, keeping the immune system healthy, keeping the skin healthy. And in our modern world, there are so many chemicals that the thyroid can be interfered with its normal function, because normally the thyroid would convert beta carotene to vitamin A. And so we could use a vegetable source for that nutrition. But I found that not all of us can convert that. And that's a serious problem with keeping our immune system up. So something to consider. But it was rare for him to find Indians that ate only natural foods anymore. But those who did, had a 0.1% rate of cavities, or about one cavity in 30 people. Dr. Price was able to ask through an interpreter if scurvy was not a common Indian disease. He was told that some Indians could get it, he supposed, but his Indians knew how to prevent it. When Dr. Price asked how, this was a big secret that the person needed to get permission from the chief before he would reveal it. The chief said Dr. Price could be told because he was telling their children not to eat the white man's food as he researched. Their secret of no scurvy? The organ meats from animals. The adrenals in particular were prized. They were cut into tiny pieces so that each person of the tribe could have a little. Those who lived on what they called store grub had 18.9% cavities or about 6 to 7 per person. Those who ate a little bit of store grub and a little bit of the native diet had about 12% of their teeth, or almost four, destroyed by at least one cavity. So these Indians lived largely on wild game, mainly moose and caribou nine months out of the year. During the summer, some plant foods, barks, and buds from the trees were added. But there was a great emphasis on eating the organs of the animals that they caught, and they even threw the muscle meats, you know, the meat that we find in the grocery store that we eat, they would throw that meat to the dogs. Organ meats provided much of the fat-soluble vitamins they needed, and the children were given an additional, quote, milk made from broth of bone marrow. It is interesting to me how we've always heard how important is a variety of foods in order to get a variety of nutrients. Yet many of these people groups seem to be thriving on a very small variety of foods per region. So one other issue that I'm going to talk about later, the heavy metals, including mercury and nickel that were in my fillings, brought on a whole nother set of issues like brain fog that I'll talk about how I resolved in another episode. But the bottom line was I wanted to keep my teeth. So how did I do it? I got the book, How to Cure Tooth Decay by Ramiel Nagel, N-A-G-E-L, and it honestly changed my life. I had already cut back on sugar, yet didn't realize that when grains digest in the mouth, they become sugar and create acidic saliva just like sugar does. Teeth are alive, and the saliva that surrounds them can either heal and repair teeth, or it'll contain the acidic bacteria that destroys them. My teeth were being destroyed even as I ate so-called healthy grains. I hated to hear that. I loved grains and bread, but I wanted to keep my teeth healthy more. I wanted to keep my teeth so badly that I cut back on the grains that were such a large part of my diet when my teeth were an issue. I increased my sunshine and my cod liver oil, And most importantly for Strong Bones, I started doing large muscle exercises every week. The real issue for most of us is not that we don't know how to eat or what to eat. Each of us can recognize the difference between Whole Foods and a Cheeto or something, yet why do we make poor choices? My goal with this podcast is to give you the knowledge you need to make your own choices, praying that the info here also gives you the encouragement to make wise choices. None of us are perfect, and my attempts at a healthy diet are also imperfect. I frequently fall off the wagon when it comes to my perfect ideal diet, if you will. And if someone lovingly prepares something for me, I may enjoy that gift with Thanksgiving rather than decline it or even say anything about nutrition. But healthy eating, most of the time, seems to have been enough to solve the destruction of my teeth. I pray this helps you with yours. I spared you more details to keep this episode a reasonable length. The information is here, though, if you want to see a difference in your teeth. But if you want more information and encouragement to help you keep your teeth, consider our private podcast. Every month, a new audio is uploaded for you as we handle a different topic with a special detailed audio on that topic. And I also do a second audio that's a Q&A answering your questions from the month before. There still may be time to join at the Charter subscriber rate and get the info you need to keep your teeth for the price of a cup of coffee. So I'll include the Charter member Coupon Code in the show notes with the options. There is a link in the show notes to it. If you have trouble finding any of these links, as I'm finding they're not always going to the, to the distributors as they should, you know, they don't have the full transcript, go ahead and go to my SoCalGardenHealth.com website and you can find them there. So God bless you and stay healthy, my friend.